Welcome to the Art and Science of Difficult Conversations. I'm Chris. And I'm Lucy, and we love having difficult conversations. That's right. And each week, we'll either share a tip, hear how others have gotten better at difficult conversations, or demonstrate common difficult conversations and what to do and what not to do. Let's get into it. Let's give a little bit of context. We usually don't. Let's give a little context because this is a little bit different. <laughs> but let's imagine this is Thanksgiving dinner and we are at Thanksgiving dinner. Lucy is my sister-in-law, uh, married to my brother. Um, we get along really well, but the topic of gun control has come up. Um, and Lucy is strongly in favor of guns, less regulations. Let's have it. And then I'm in favor of less guns. So so let's jump into it. Um, so, Lucy, you know, while we're talking about gun control, you know, what do you think? Like, isn't it ridiculous how many guns we have here? What? Chris, I am a woman. I need to have at least one or more guns at home. I don't know. I, it's wait, it's you a have, safety wait, matter. It's, you have guns? Of course I do. In multiple places, and but you know, why would you need to feel like you have a gun? That's more I, dangerous. I always have to have a gun. Like you know what the crime rate is in our area, and it's going crazy. It's going bananas after COVID. And you're like, only going to add so to it many crazy lunatic people. I'm sorry, you, Chris. Like, but you, you have a gun. Like I can't believe that you're okay with guns, knowing that there course. have been so many mass mur- mass shootings this year alone, more so than any other year. And it's only getting worse because people have more access to guns. Exactly. That's why we need to have more guns so that we can protect ourselves from crazy people who shoot people. That's so nonsensical. we can shoot them first. That's, that's just <laughs> nonsense. Like, yeah. I can't believe you believe that because... Oh. I, I, I cannot the- believe that you, you don't want to, as you as a man, you should be able to protect and defend your family. I really cannot understand that. At what least is, your like, brother has more sense and, and we are connected and united on that front that, you know, we as a family are going to be protected. If another pandemic happens, if the end of the world comes, we are going to be protected. But you're and more then likely... you'll be happy when we come to your place and we'll be standing and defending your family. But you're more you likely to get you. hurt by your gun than you are to hurt somebody else or defend yourself. Oh, we have a training. We get trained. We know how to use it. We put it in a safe. How often do you go to train? I have the key. Sometime last year. That was enough. I can remember it. I didn't need it. You know, it's like riding a bike. Once you learn it, you know it. Ugh, this is nonsense. I can't even talk about uh, Chris, this anymore. Chris, I don't know. Like, I got. I'm gonna I think, step out. I think we need outside. to have a conversation, and I need. I can tell you how to get a gun permit and actually get a no. gun. No, no, no. That's forget. reliable I'm, and I'm gonna, keep listen. you safe. Listen, we're family, so I'm gonna step outside because this is not working for me. I'm. I, I'm well, at just, least somebody in family has a gun. I gotta take a walk. Let's cut. <laughs> How do you feel after that? Disclaimer: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I was kind of uh, being empathetic into the person who really feels unsafe and really <laughs> believes in guns. Uh, how do I feel? I felt really strongly, actually, about safety, and that's a wise strategy. And it didn't make sense what you were talking. 
How did you, know, you feel? Because it is so emotional, right? Like yes. I think uh, aside from the other times we do these kind of conversations, um, this kind of conversation is so emotional for a lot of people. We just end up talking over each other. Exactly. We weren't even listening. We were just trying to talk as much as possible. Um, you know, and really I noticed that we ended up being really focused on value judgments. Like, don't you want to protect your family? Yes. You are not a good person. Like, it just ended up becoming kind of values, like a, a personality attack more so than yes. an ideological not... discussion. Absolutely. And and we didn't even ask open-ended questions like or curious questions. It was very judgmental of like, yeah. I know I am right and I need to prove it to you or convince you that you should do what I think is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't my let's it wasn't let's explore together, but I know I'm right. So I even don't don't really listen to what you have to say because I know I'm right. Yeah. And I, I think it's common for a lot of people in these kind of conversations. The emotion yeah. gets up. And so I believe I'm right. So I'm just throwing things at you. I'm attacking you and your position and you specifically as a person saying that I can't yeah. believe you would do this, you know. And then uh, the Thanksgiving dinner can be completely ruined. <laughs> Right, right. And it's interesting. I wonder what would it be like if there were, you know, if we had more people in this discussion. Yeah. What if the what if you were the only person that was pro-gun versus I was the only person that was anti-gun? Mm. How would that play out if one of us Absolutely. was not feeling any support? Yeah. Would I just leave and say, you know, I'm out of here? Right, and right. Well, I did. I was upset. <laughs> and that's what you basically did. I said, I'm <laughs> out of here. I don't, don't want to deal yeah. with this. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I think this the context is tough because in your family, well, for a lot of people, you're stuck there. You can't just leave your family exactly. if you yeah. travel there. Uh, and it's your family. So for a lot of people, they're just your family. You're always gonna interact with them. Exactly. Yeah. So how do we deal with situations like that? Well, I would say let's play it out. Let's see how we could play it out differently. Alrighty, let's let's do it. Yeah, let me take a drink of water to calm myself. Me too, I need it as well. (laughs) All right, all right, so I'm ready. You ready? You good? All right, let's Let's do do it. Okay. Lucy, I didn't realize that you were interested in guns or you were pro-gun. Chris, you know, I... I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, I thought, you know, you know yeah. that your brother also is kind of, and uh, you know, I don't know if I would call it pro gun, but I would call it pro safety. Hmm. You, you know, me as a woman, uh, when some some guy, when my husband is not at home and somebody enters, I want to be able to protect our children. Hmm. Um, and you know, I can call nine one one, but am I gonna scream? I'm gonna take a knife, so I want to have a gun at least to scare the person. I'm. I hope I don't use it, but at least to scare them off. To yeah. know that I have some way of protecting myself. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I get the the idea. That's admirable. You want to protect yourself. You want to protect your family. I get that. Um, and I and I recognize like it's not easy for for women in general in our society just to feel safe. Yeah. So I guess I'm interested. How did you decide a gun was the best way to just <laughs> defend you, you and your family? You know, I that's a great question, actually. Thank you for asking that. 
um, I think I had a conversation with my husband, your, your brother, and, uh, and I asked some of my friends. And uh, specifically one of my friends, she's very, you know, sporty mm -hmm. um, and active. And she's also a martial artist. And she was suggesting some other weapons. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> learn anything else. Uh, what yeah. is the easiest thing that that is powerful enough? Mm. Uh, well, also a stun gun. But if somebody enters your home with a gun, the real gun, I think it's better to have something that's comparable to their strength. So yeah. then, then we decided to get a gun. Yeah. yeah. What else? Did you look at anything else for uh, defense? Or self-defense in the home? Uh, well, we have locks on the door. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, we were thinking about getting an alarm system. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that might be helpful too. Um, but even just when we go camping, you never know what can happen. Like mm. it can be, you know, there are some stories about being, being murdered while camping. So who knows? It's better to have some, some self-defense Hopefully we will never have to use it, but like in case, or even a wild animal, bear coming at us, uh, to have at least some way of, of protecting ourselves. Yeah. What about you? You don't, you guys don't have anything at home. Like how do you protect yourself? You know, we have a locks on the doors. We have, um, we actually have an alarm system. So I, I'd be happy to talk to you uh, about how, what we use. Um, cause I think it's a good, yeah. it's a good system. Hmm. I don't know. I guess the reality is, I I guess I'm just concerned about hearing about all these those mass shootings. Uh, it makes me worried, right? Like I don't want my kids to be worried about going to school. That's true too. Us just going shopping, right? Like I'm I'm worried about those kind of things. So I think that's what that that's what brings up for me when people think, talk about guns and and having that. You know, I hear you, and I think a lot of people can have lots of arguments about this. Um, I would say also it's connected to maybe a mental health that it's not yes. about just the gun, but more about the mental health. Um, so yeah. that's possible. Yeah. It's just tough. Cause it's so complex, right? Like it is, there are a lot more guns out there. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who maybe shouldn't have guns. Right. Like I, like I get like you, you, my brother, like I know you too. I, I, I trust that you know what you're doing, but, um, but there are yeah, a lot of people I don't know. Safe. That's true. And you do hear the stories that, you know, uh, they leave gun on a night desk and the right. child comes and, and shoots the mother. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can read about it. So we have it locked safely in the safe and, uh, you know, the kids don't have access to it at all. Right. Okay. Well, that's um, good. That's good. Can I just make a request then? Yeah. Um, when you guys come to our house, can you just make sure you don't bring those guns with you? Well, you do have the alarm system. So if yes, we have yes. a sleepover, yeah. we should be fine. I think, you know, it's a, it's a fair request. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Thanks. I appreciate Thank that. Asking. Yeah. How's the All right. Let's, uh, let's cut there. That was good. That was much more... Uh, that was much more cooperative and the pleasant it conversation. <laughs> yeah, it was actually very, very different experience. Tell me what you experienced from your perspective, because you again, you were even though it was a calmer discussion, you were essentially still kind of on the defensive because you had to answer about why you were doing things. True. You did ask um, 
kind of some of the why questions. And I think what made the biggest difference was how you started it and with the tone you started it and with the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't feel like you are accusing me or fighting me, uh, but it really felt like, hmm, you just want to know more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were like curious about how it is for me. And that kind of relaxed me and opened me up. So even you kept asking the questions. Um, I still felt like I'm I'm just sharing my perspective. I didn't feel yeah. the need to to really uh, push hard mm-hmm. or or even I kind of didn't get a chance yet even to to ask about you. I got it at the end. Right. Um. But we discussed more about the safety issue, and I felt actually validated. You know mm-hmm. that you picked up on the safety, and that's important to me. So I could agree there with you. We already mm-hmm. found found something to agree on, and I felt heard. Mm-hmm. I felt you know respected. Um, so it was completely different experience for me. How it was for you? I think obviously much nicer of a conversation, much more of a dialogue. I would say it was a two way mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. I think the the thing that helped me was trying to understand what my goal was, even of the conversation, and that's what I was doing when I was taking that sip of water i was like what is what am i even trying to do in this conversation yeah because uh, i think that's the important thing is because if i'm just yelling at you that's not going to get you to change your behavior or your perspective in any kind of way so my perspective was i just want to understand more about what's going on for this person and then if there are any kind of boundaries i need to set let's explore what those boundaries are and why those boundaries exist for me right um, essentially, how can we live to get, how can we live and work together and, and be together because we're family in this situation at least, you know? Absolutely. Oh, I see you. So your your point was uh for me not to bring the guns to your house. <laughs> well, I think I think that was my concern, right? Safety was also my concern, yeah. is just from a different perspective. And yes. Um the other, I think the thing that was helpful, I don't know if you picked up on it was a lot of times in these kind of arguments, people focus on uh, the straw man arguments, which is like the weakest point of your side, your perspective. Mm. So the first time I talked about what about all the mass shootings and, and yes. how people are. this time, because I asked you why you wanted to, why you held a gun, you were talking about just your safety, protecting yourself, your family. I agreed with that perspective. I just said, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. And I think that's a helpful way is instead of, attacking the weakest part of your position is let's agree with the strongest part and let's say that's reasonable that makes sense because yeah. then in that you're subconsciously you're like okay chris is reasonable he's able to listen to me so i can listen yeah. to him yes yeah. so so i think the main difference from the other one the previous version when we actually we were talking over each other but we were not really listening mm. In this new situation, both of us were listening to the other. So when I was speaking, I felt you are really listening. And you mm-hmm. ask a follow-up question. It seemed like you really wanted to understand more. And it even made me think, okay, you know what other options there are. And I was thinking about the alarm. Yeah, we could get the alarm system. So yeah. it was more constructive rather than you know standing on the position, but without really going deeper of what is the aspiration. Mm-hmm. And here you connected to my aspiration, which is the safety and That's protecting right. the family. That's right. Absolutely. I, I think that's the important thing is there's there's got to be common ground somewhere. 
you know, in some ways, there's a lot of times yeah. there must be some sort of common ground, even if it's a principle or ethical thing. Like we just want to protect our family. Everybody wants to protect their family. Well, I can only assume most people want to protect their family. Exactly. We just how may disagree on how we'd achieve that. Yes. So there, there are different ways. So it's not really about the different ways, which is right, which is wrong, but looking at how can we create what, what the, create the safety for us yeah. in the situations that work. And, and I also set in a way a boundary for myself when you've mentioned, okay, you cannot bring the gun into my house. And I remember, okay, you said you do have a, you know, solid arm system. So that also helped me feel safe when I bring my family to your house and we stay over overnight, let's say, that we are being protected. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an important point is I knew what I wanted in terms of my boundaries. I, this is exact, like, even if I don't get you to change your mind mm -hmm. completely, this is what I can live with. This is like the non-negotiable. I, I don't want a gun in my house for whatever reason I have. Yeah. So that's helpful too in these kind of, hard conversations if you know what are your non-negotiables what are the ethical hard points or you know the those things you will stand on and, and never give up and then everything else what's negotiable after that exactly you know and what comes up for me is i i didn't feel like you were trying to change me or push mm -hmm. me to change but you said okay you be this way but when you come to my house this is the request that i have yeah and that felt totally different than, oh, you cannot do this. You're wrong. Right, right. Yeah. So it's these are hot topic issues, especially because, you know, we feel strongly about them. And I think we've been primed, especially here in, in, in the U.S., is to really you ride or die on your position. And that's it. You cannot have Branches any shades of gray. There's no complexity. <laughs> You know, that's how it's, it, you know, there's no complexity. We don't think about like, there's all these like kind of gray areas of life and complex situations because it is complex. So it is. Yeah. And the more we have conversations like this, when we are more curious and open-minded, actually listen to each other and wonder what has you actually had this opinion? What is your experience? What is your reason for doing that, for believing this? And being yeah. curious instead of judgmental with each other, maybe we would have more, you know, happier things. <laughs> That's right. Right. I remember this. I didn't think about this before, but I, I one a few years ago, I facilitated a conversation between a person who's really anti-gun and somebody who actually owned a gun store. Wow. And it was it was a really interesting conversation because the person who was anti-gun really went in with a specific agenda, but we were able to get um, him to to ask more questions, be curious and really ended up the business owner didn't really necessarily care one way or the other about the guns. They were more concerned about their business and their livelihood mm. uh, because they were in a rural area. So like there oh, wasn't yeah. a ton of other business options. options. So they were more concerned about their, their families, uh, security and things like that. And that opened up a whole different conversation beyond wow. just guns, more about how are we going to like, what are we what are we doing here? How do we support one another? And um, it was a really fruitful, interesting conversation, I think. But I think, again, to the power of let's be curious and understand what's going on for the other person. Yeah. And really connected to that deeper aspiration, not just on the surface, the surface opinion, but really what is important to that person. Yeah. Yeah. It seems very powerful. Imagine what is possible when we start having these deeper conversations with each other. That's right. Right. 
online oh. and offline. Right now, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so let's so Lucy, thanks for this. I think this was a great Thank demonstration you. today. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. See you next time. See you next time.